A Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. there everyone it's lovely to see you again hi Arnie Cecily how are you going I'm well thank you Auntie Nat and it's great to be back again with you and the children yes I can't believe another week has whizzed by Auntie Nat can I say hello to someone you sure can Alicia who would you like to say hello to Uncle David yes let's all say hello to Uncle David hello Uncle hi. David speaking of hellos we can't forget to say hello to Teddy Hello, Teddy. You're such a good boy sitting there on the couch with us. Annie Cecily, would you like to say a prayer for us before we commence our worship time? Yes, I'd love to. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for keeping us safe through another week. We thank you so much for the Sabbath day. And we pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to our hearts as we worship you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Annie Cecily. Now, let's find out what our next key to the kingdom is. Liana, are you able to open that for us? Can you tell us what's on the key? Hold it up so we can see. Grow to be like Jesus. Oh, okay. Can you switch it over and let's see what the memory verse says? Ephesians 4 verse 15. Sophie, can you look that up for us and read it to us from the Bible? Speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ. Thanks, Sophie. Arnie Cecily, can you tell us more about this key? Yes. Remember last Sabbath we discovered that being a Christian means to follow Christ and his example of life and service. Well, today we're going to learn more of what it means to grow to be like Jesus. When we were babies, we had a lot of growing to do, didn't we? And when we're baby Christians, we have a lot of growing to do too. The Bible talks about growing in John 15, 4 to 5. Jesus said, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I'm and the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Now I have a picture here of a grapevine with fruit on it. Sophie, would the fruit grow on the branches if it wasn't connected to the vine? No. What would happen to it? It would die. Yes, that's right. So if we want to grow to be like Jesus, we must be connected to Jesus. Later in our study, we'll learn about Elijah's willingness to obey God and how God gave him the courage to stand up for what was right and follow his instructions. Growing to be like Jesus, we too can do great things for God as well. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Jesus came to this earth as a baby, and like you and me, he had to grow up into a child and then an adult. Jesus prayed and spoke to his Father all the time, and that's one way we can grow to be like Jesus. 
If we listen to him and obey, we'll naturally bear fruit, just the same way that grapes will appear on a healthy grapevine. Galatians 5:22 and 23 says that when we stay connected to God through his Holy Spirit, like the branches to the vine, we will bear the fruit of love and joy, and peace, and patience, and gentleness and meekness and kindness and self-control. So this Sabbath, as we spend time with the King, we need to ask for the desire and the power to grow to be more and more like Jesus. Thanks, Aunty Cecily. We can all ask God to help us to grow more like Jesus. But you know what? I can see that Braden has arrived to help us with our worship time. Worship Thanks, time. Braden. Thanks, Aunty Nat. Hi, boys and girls. I hope you're up for a challenge today because we're going to sing the books of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, Sing the B-I-B-L-E. We certainly can. The B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God. The B-I-B-L-E, the B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God. The B-I-B-L-E. Braden, can we please sing, read your Bible prayer every day? I love songs about the Bible. Let's sing it. Read your Bible, pray every day. Pray every day, pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. And you'll grow, grow, grow. And you'll grow. Braden, that was wonderful. Now Dr. John's back with another story. Let's go and join him in his study. Hello boys and girls, it's wonderful to see you again. And this time we are saying hello to the boys and girls in America, the United States, because this story happened over there and is about a girl who died over 60 years ago but parts of her are still alive. Her name was Henrietta, and they called her Henny. In fact, her first name was 
Henny Pleasant. She was so sweet. But she was so poor, and they were tobacco farmers. I'm not sure that I would want to be a tobacco farmer, but they got almost no money. In fact, she got married because her mother died and she had nowhere to go. She was only 14 years old when she had her first baby. And she ended up with five babies. And because of the unhealthy living conditions, she got sick and she went to hospital. And they discovered that she had cancer and it was going to kill her. Now, it's not all doom and gloom. A lot of people get cancer. And today, we have wonderful treatments for cancer because of Henrietta. She died and they took some cells from her body so they could put them under the microscope and check to see what the problem was. Now, everybody, and you and I, when they take our cells from our body just by a little injection or a scrape on the skin, our cells can only live for about two days, and then they die. You just can't keep them alive. And they checked Henny's cells after two days. They were still alive. He put them away in the fridge, and about a week later, he had another look. He saw something amazing. Her cells were still living. And they said, this is strange. We have never seen anybody like this. And they kept those cells and they managed to grow them. And almost every disease that they are treating today, from polio, we don't get polio now, because they develop vaccines because they're able to test cells that weren't dying. And every person who had polio and doesn't have it today can thank Henrietta Lacks. And they call these cells HeLa cells from HE for Henrietta and LA for her surname, Lacks. And they have grown over 20 tons of these cells. They are used all over Australia and Henrietta's cells are still living, and she is the only person in history with immortal cells. And she is, knows nothing about it. They don't even know where her grave is. They only had two photographs of her. That is a very poor photograph, because the photograph I took this from is a very poor one. She has a sweet face. She lived and died without knowing that she was going to save the lives of millions and millions and millions of people. How many of us are immortal? We will be immortal when Jesus gives us life. But he was living on this earth and Satan was doing everything he could to kill him. And we are told that Satan and all his angels and the hosts of heaven were watching the day that Jesus died on the cross. Heaven was so sorry, but Satan and his angels had a wild party because they had killed Jesus. He was put in a tomb and they had the strongest soldiers in the world guarding it so nobody could steal the body. And he said, Jesus is dead. I have won. 
that Jesus had the immortal strength within him and he came back to life. And I tell you, the day that Jesus walked out of that tomb, Satan knew that he was doomed. By the fact that he came back to life and he died for us, he gave us the chance of, of immortality. And I hope that Henrietta Lacks will come back to life one day. I think she was a good woman and she will be with us in heaven. Are you looking forward to that? I certainly am. Thank you. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to our Bible study. If you haven't got your Bibles ready yet, go ahead and get them now so you can follow along with us. Matthew, can you please say a prayer for us before we commence our study? Dear Father, thank you for our Bibles. Please help us to understand what we are reading today and may it warm the hearts of those who are joining us at home. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Matthew. Now, Sophie, what did we learn about last Sabbath? That King Solomon followed the gods of his wives. Yes, he did, didn't he? And today we're going to look at what happened as a result of Solomon allowing the worship of the idols in his kingdom. Before Solomon died, his servant Jeroboam, who was an officer of his labor force, was given a message from the prophet Ahijah. Let's see what he says. Aaron, can you please read 1 Kings 11, 30 to 32. Then Ahijah took hold of the new garment that was on him and tore it into 12 pieces. He said to Jeroboam, take for yourself 10 pieces for Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Behold, I will tear the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon and will give ten tribes to you. But he shall have one tribe for the sake of my servant David for, and for the sake of Jerusalem, the city which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel. So the prophecy that God pronounced on Solomon that we looked at last Sabbath came true. Let's see what else the prophet had to say, Caleb. Can you please read 1 Kings 11, 37 to 38? So I will take you and you shall reign over all your heart desires and you shall be king over Israel. Then it shall be, if you heed all that I command you, walk in my ways and do what is right in my sight, to keep my, to keep my statutes and my commandments as my servant David did, then I will be with you and build for you an enduring house as I built for David, and I will give Israel to you. Mm. So God reassured Jeroboam that if he followed him and his commandments, God would bless him. A short time later, Solomon died and Rehoboam, his son, was proclaimed king. But Jeroboam and Rehoboam got into a disagreement about taxes and with this, the split was made final. Jeroboam and the 10 tribes split off from Rehoboam. Aunty Cecily, can you just show us the map that we have the northern tribe now, which is the kingdom of Israel, all that there. And then we have the southern tribe, which is now the kingdom of Judah. Okay. Bethany, can you please read 1 Kings 12, 28 to 29. Therefore the king asked advice, made two calves of gold, and said to the people, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Here are your gods, O Israel, which brought you up from the land of Egypt. And he set one up in Bethel, and the other one in Dan. So Jeroboam had the opportunity to do good in Israel. God promised he would be with him if he followed his commandments. But instead, 
Jeroboam encouraged the people to worship the golden calf, an idol. God sent a prophet to warn King Jeroboam of his sin, but King Jeroboam did not repent. He continued in his idol worship and led the kingdom of Israel into apostasy. He ruled for 22 years, and after he died, six other kings followed him. But the Bible tells us they all did evil in the sight of the Lord. And you can see here that we have a chart of the kings. And you see Jeroboam the first there, king of Israel, northern tribes. And he died and six kings followed him and they all did evil in the sight of the Lord. Let's look at what's going on in the southern kingdom. Sophie, can you please read Second Chronicles 11, 16 to 17? And after the Levites left, those from all the tribes of Israel, such as set their heart to seek the Lord God of Israel, came to Jerusalem to sacrifice to the Lord God of their fathers. So they strengthened the kingdom of Judah and made Rehoboam the son of Solomon strong for three years, but because they walked in the way of David and Solomon for three years. Mm. So the people from the northern tribe who wanted to worship God alone moved with the Levites to the southern kingdom. And for the first three years, Rehoboam's reign all went well as they followed God and did what was right. But something happened. Matthew, can you please read Second Chronicles 12, 1 to 2? Now it came to pass when Rehoboam had established the kingdom and had strengthened himself that he forsook the law of the Lord and all of Israel went along with him. And it happened in the fifth year of King Rehoboam that Shishak, the king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem because they had transgressed against the Lord. Good reading, Matthew. Thank you so much. So Rehoboam started to worship idols and the king of Egypt came to attack Jerusalem. God sent a prophet to warn Judah of their apostasy. This time, the king and the people repented. God heard this and caused the king of Egypt not to destroy them, but take away all the beautiful treasures from the palace and the temple instead. King Rehoboam did humble himself for a while, but before he died, he returned to his evil ways. His son Abijah ruled for three years, but he did not follow God. Azar, his son, then came to the throne. Abigail, can you please read Second Chronicles 14, 2 to 4. Azar did what was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God, for he removed the altars of the foreign gods and the, and the high places and broke down all sacred pillars and cut down the wooden images. He commanded Jews to seek the Lord God of their fathers and to observe the law and the commandments. Wow, so finally we have a king who chose to follow and worship God and he led the kingdom of Judah to do the same. Now, can you please find King Azza on our chart, please, um, Cecily? There he is there. Okay. Okay, so let's see what's happening in Israel in the northern kingdom. Anani Cecily, I'm going to get you to read 1 Kings 16, 29 to 30. In the 38th year of Asa, king of Judah, Ahab the son of Omri became king over Israel. And Ahab the son of Omri reigned over Israel in Samaria 22 years. Now Ahab the son of Omri did evil in the sight of the Lord, more than all who were before him. Hmm. Can you show us where King Ahab is on the chart? There he is there. Okay, Aaron, can you please read First Kings 16, 
31 to 32. And it came to pass as though it had been a trivial thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, that he took as wife Jezebel, the son, the daughter of Ethbal, king of the Sidians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. And he set up an altar for Baal in the temple of Baal, which he had built in Samaria. Mm, so Ahab was a wicked king. King Ahab and his wife Jezebel brought Baal worship into the Israel big time. Everywhere you looked in Israel, there were temples and idol images built to worship Baal and Ashtaroth. Let's have a look at our torchlight, Mrs. White's writings, to see what they shine on what we've been reading. Caleb, can you do that for us, please? Yet the Lord did not give Israel without first doing all that could be done to lead them back through their allegiance to him. Through, through long dark years, when ruler after ruler stood up in bold defiance of heaven and led Israel deeper and still deeper into idolatry, God sent message after <coughs> message to his backslidden people. Through his prophets, he gave them every opportunity to stay the tide of apostasy and return to him. Well done. Thanks, Caleb. So God always has a plan. He sends prophets and messengers to warn his people. Let's read about that. Bethany, can you please read 1 Kings 17, 1. And Elijah the Tishbite of inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew or not nor rain these years, except at my word. Mm. So God sent a prophet named Elijah to warn King Ahab. King Ahab and his wife Jezebel had led the people of Israel to believe it was Baal who provided the dew and rain to water the earth. They worshipped not God, their creator, but they worshipped the creation. God wanted to show the people it was him alone that provided all their needs not a stone statue. Let's look at our memory verse in Matthew 4.10 and let's read that together. And for the girls and boys at home, Matthew is found in the New Testament. Okay. For it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. Okay. Let's see what God said to Elijah after he had delivered the message to King Ahab. Let, Sophie, can you please read that for us in 1 Kings 17, 3 to 4. Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherif, which flows into the Jordan, and it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. Do you think that King Ahab and Jezebel were angry when they heard the message delivered by Elijah? Yes, they were. They were furious. And God wanted to hide Elijah to keep him safe. OK, let's find out more about those ravens. Matthew, can you please read First Kings 17, 5 to 6? So he went and did accordingly to the word of the Lord. For he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. Wow. So twice a day, God commanded the ravens to feed Elijah. Pretty amazing, hey? Mm. <laughs> because there was no rain, 
the brooks and streams eventually started to dry up and God sent Elijah up to Zarephath in Phoenicia where a widow would supply his daily needs. Next Sabbath, we'll show you a map tracking Elijah's journey. Thank you, boys and girls, for reading along with us. We have a devotional available that goes into more depth on what we studied today. Here's how you can get that. Hey, boys and girls, as Auntie Nat said, you can get your own devotionals. Yes, you can download them free from our website at adaywiththeking.com. And Anna, we can't forget to tell the kids to check out Teddy's blog. We have some behind the scene photos of filming the program. Yes, and we also have some photos of Teddy going on his annual visit to the vet. We love to hear where around the world you're watching the program from, so drop us a line and let us know. Get a pen and write down our email address now, dwk at 3abnaustralia.org.au. So, so hop online today. Thanks, Kate and Anna. Yes, boys and girls, we'd love to hear from you. Auntie Nat, can you tell us what we're going to be studying about next week? Yes, next Sabbath, we're going to study about fire from heaven. See if you can work out from your Bible what we are going to look at next week. Auntie Cecily, shall we go over our memory verse from our Bible study today? Yes. Do you like to still say that together? Matthew 4.10 For it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and Him only you shall serve. Well, children, our worship time's almost over again. Sophie, what did you learn about the King today? That God wants us to grow to be like Jesus. Yes, he does. And he wants us to pray every day to ask him for help because we can't do it by ourselves. Auntie Nat, do you think we're ready to sing our song to the children at home? I think we are. Let's turn around and we can sing this uh, blessing song to the boys and girls at home. and had lots of faith in God through all the tough times. My favourite story is Ruth because she was brave to follow Naomi to a foreign town. You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week.